If you're not reaching your financial potential, you're going it alone as a solopreneur, or you're lacking fulfillment and meaning in your life, then this podcast is for you. In each and every episode, Rock helps you create breakthroughs and results so you can live life on your terms. So get ready to unleash more money, time, and magic in your life. Here's your host, Rock Thomas. I want to start this week's episode by saying a thank you for making this podcast part of your routine. Now, there's thousands of podcasts out there, and it means a lot to me that you choose me as your coach and as your mentor. So I have an invitation for you today. If you like my philosophies and you're ready to join a group of people who are growing and taking action towards financial freedom and fulfillment, then hop on a call with someone on my team at rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call to find out how we can help you achieve those goals. Trying it alone is something I tried, but trying it with others accelerates the journey towards your success. You don't have to do it all alone. We are there to help. So will you take the next step? All you have to do is say yes, and let's get started. Welcome, everybody. Today is one of our most special episodes where you're gonna, we're going to feature a group of people that have been on the path through M1 for, I'm going to say, almost four years in some cases and less than maybe two, two and a half in other cases. So I'm really, really thrilled about the episode we're going to have tonight. You're going to get to meet your millionaires, your multimillionaires, the people who have integrated and applied the things that we're sharing with you. So welcome to the call tonight. I've got a bunch of questions for them, but we're going to open it up pretty quickly. And you're looking at a panel of millionaires that have applied what we are sharing with you. So let me introduce to you Lindsay and um, Steve Soprani. Uh, Lindsay was our first female millionaire and twisted her husband's arm to come join. They are now serial entrepreneurs with multiple businesses and recently hit one of their bucket list milestones that they'll probably share with you. Carolyn Colleen, as you know, is got like now 13 streams of income. She's been a um, an amazing. She, she's done like almost every position in this in this um, organization. She basically said yes to every volunteer position. Some of them were paid positions, but she just added massive value. She's um, written a book. She's a speaker. She's a PhD. She's She's freaking awesome. What can I say? You look in the dictionary under awesome, terrific, amazing, and outstanding, and her picture is on all four pages. So uh, she's with us tonight. Mike Shogren is kind of our poster boy for uh, passive income. Started as a CPA, had one kind of little side hustle, and now has parlayed that into uh, Mr. Air Airbnb and is teaching a lot of people how to become free. So we're really, really thrilled about his progress and his story. And he really stepped in and did every course too. He did our public speaking course, he did life design. He just leaned in and um, he's what I would call your quiet achiever. He spent time at my house and we would play games like ping pong and uh, lawn bowling and whatever you call that game where you throw the ball. And he basically won every single game that we played, but he would, he was just no flash in the, just like the quiet achiever. So he's, he's, he's very deadly, but you would never know it. And it's the same way in his business. He just produces results and he kind of flies under the radar. So what a beautiful soul, great dad, amazing family guy. 
And then Michael Jones is an amazing story of, you know, really grabbing real estate by the horns and taking it to the next level. So I am absolutely thrilled, proud uh, to be in this conversation with these individuals. And I think we should do this every month. Uh, we'll get some feedback from you guys, whether you vote on that as well. But we've created over 65 whole life millionaires since we started this about five years ago. And tonight you get to feature five people that have you know journeyed their way. So I'm gonna ask for a, a one minute kind of opening comment from each person, then we're gonna get into some questions. So cue your questions up. Let's start with the lovely the Soprani couple. Lindsay, hit it off for us. All right, I'm Lindsay Soprani. Um, I, as Rock said, I was the first female millionaire to come out of M1. Um, it was all because of M1. It pushed me into places that I didn't think I'd ever go. Um, and then it forced my husband into it as well. Um, but just because he saw the changes in me. And so I could tell you a million things, but we own two businesses and I'll kick it to Steve. Hey guys, uh, my name is Steve Soprani. Uh, obviously I'm Lindsay's husband. And as she said, I was a little bit of an M1 skeptic when I first started but I just saw the massive success she was having. And I said, there's something to this. I still wasn't sure. I'll tell you guys more of that maybe tonight, but um, just excited to be here. Uh, been in M1 now for three years and um, just grateful. Um, just grateful to be with awesome people that have a vision for what they want to accomplish. So it's great to see you guys. Hey everyone, excited to be here. I am Carolyn Colleen, and as Rock mentioned, uh, author, speaker, and a few 13 other things. But I uh, came into M1 and M1 just changed my life. Absolutely impacted it for the better. I have found in M1, not only my best friends and mentors, um, but people in my life that I never even realized um, that I, I never realized that I could meet and, uh, and elevated my circle of influence exponentially. So honored to be here. Hey guys, Mike Shogren, uh, echoing like what Carolyn said, I've been in M1, God, I'm losing track four or five years at this point, And it is <laughs> literally completely changed my life. I went from the, the corporate accountant guy to now full-time real estate investor, the Airbnb guy owning hotels now doing all this amazing fun stuff. And, you know, all of my best friends are in M1. Like I talk to these people on a daily basis and everybody on this panel, like I've built amazing relationships with over the last couple of years. And, you know, if I need something in a pinch or I need just like some sound advice, I literally hit up all of these people. And it's just that community that rock and the team has built that has, literally changed my entire world and i am eternally grateful for that and looking forward to tonight hey guys yeah michael jones um super blessed and grateful to have found m1 um it's such an amazing organization and i always felt like i was competing with people to try to figure out what my place was going to be in life and when i found m1 i found that i could aspire to be like the other people in m1 and they rubbed off on me and i came into m1 i had a couple hundred thousand dollars of net worth and today no no bull crap like no games um i'm at about 3.7 million in net worth over about a three and a half uh four year period of time um and so it, it's exciting to be there. Um, and so I'm happy to share that kind of thing with you guys, but it, it's being here with rock. It's being here with all the speakers that come in. It's being surrounded by all these people that can bring value and can bring inspiration 
Um, so it's just been an incredible journey. I'm thankful to be a part of it. Beautiful. So on that, on that note, I want to remind you of the Roger Bannister story. In 1954, Roger Bannister broke the four-minute mile. And you guys are welcome to participate, shut things out. If you don't have any noise in the background or put things in the chat box, let's keep this high energy tonight, a la M1 Energy. But 1954, he broke the four-minute mile. And then the next year, 23 other people did it because of social proof. And M1 is a big part of that. If any of you know the story that Dan Grieb had where he helped somebody with Down syndrome uh, complete the first Ironman, and now he is the most sought-out speaker for all of Down syndrome in the world. I met Dan just at the beginning of M1 when I was running Go Abundance. He was 320 pounds, and now today he's 210. And it happened through the creation of what we do here. And so... I'm gonna take credit for the fact that the impact I had on Dan created a ripple effect for him to have an impact in that way. And that's the opportunity that our guests have tonight to create a ripple effect. I'm sure that each one of them can look. If you look at Michael Jones, a few hundred thousand dollars, what he did with one commercial piece of property and turn that around and the confidence and the connections that he got through this tribe enabled him to do that. Now, he's at a whole new level and if you don't know him, Here's what I would say is make sure that you make a note that you reach out to him. Michael, is it okay if people reach out to you have a conversation with you one-on-one? -on -one? Would you make the time? Yeah, absolutely. Happy to do it. So you now have in your new network somebody worth over $3 million who's hugely successful, who was where you might have been partially a couple of years ago, who's willing to have a conversation with you. How valuable is that? It's priceless, right? And that's the beauty of this environment. Dan Grieve went on to create a new possibility for people that have, you know, this, this, this physical or mental, whatever you call it, disability, and now he's blowing that world open. So that's what M1's all about. So let me kick it off with a couple of questions and then we'll get to your questions. The first thing I wanna ask uh, Lindsay and Steve is, what are the three gardens or choose one or two garden that you was affected the most by being part of M1? You want me to go first? Um, well, my my health, I'm probably going to have to say that one first. Um, I, it's so funny. If you go to the M1 like events page and you go to Cabo, I, I think there's still a video of me up there. You probably wouldn't even recognize me because I had like 50 pounds extra on my face and it just wasn't great. Um, but you know what? Like I, I had embraced who I was and was embracing, you know, the stress of my life and the jobs and all those things. And, um, M1 really, really helped me, um, gain clarity around the fact that I needed to fix that. And so that was probably the, the biggest one. And then, um, man, just, you know, passive income, like that was just something that I sort of thought about and I was in real estate, which was ridiculous. I did not know how to invest in real estate myself. And I was seeing a pattern in that, um, throughout all, everyone in real estate. And I was like, God, why don't we know how to do this well? And so, um, I met rock and, and that was, man, that was the biggest thing that's, you know, really changed our, those two I'm going to choose. So I just have a follow-up question, Steve, before you go, is what was the belief behind, you know, you've released 50 pounds or so. What do you think that was the belief behind the fact that you were hanging on to that for a few decades? Yeah, well, one, I had tried all the gimmicks and I had tried a lot of different things. Um, and the truth is, and you guys have actually, I've, I've been on um, Monday Night Live with my nutritionist because 
I, I genuinely could not figure out why I couldn't release weight. And um, I was just highly allergic to things. And it, it truthfully, I just had to get the right foods in me. Um, that was a big piece to it. Um, but the second piece to that too, is I, I think, you know, and I mean, Rock, you, you'll get this, like I would stay up in the middle of the night and work on my businesses and, and it took me to the next level. And I, you know, I'd be a mom all day and then I'd be up all night building businesses and my body was just in insulin overload too. So I just couldn't, um, release it. Um, but you know, there was a belief there that I, I felt like justified because I was doing something else and it was okay. Yeah. Thanks for sharing, Steve. Yeah. So for me, I think the three that really stand out would definitely be career investing and um, also just health. Um, I haven't lost as many pounds, but I did lose about 25 pounds. Uh, I've learned a lot more about bok choy and kale since I joined M1. But, you know, just embracing more of a healthy philosophy. I always love to exercise, but, you know, at a certain point you get in your life and like, it doesn't matter if you kill it at the gym for two hours, if you're eating junk that you're going to show up as junk. Um, when I first joined M1, I, a lot of people know this about me. A lot of people don't. I was a Latin teacher. That's actually what I did. I was a high school Latin teacher, a uh, very good bookish kind of person. And for me, I'm like, I'm just going to be a student of wealth. So that was very life-changing for me because I had never heard about things like horizontal income. I was like, what the hell is that? But it sounds kind of cool. I, I think I want some of that. So uh, like, I think for me, uh, those were the three big categories and I wasn't afraid and we weren't afraid to just go for it and burn the boats. Uh, we did things in each year of our M1 life and we'll continue to do that, I think, where it's just like, we went for it, it's working out great. We don't feel like we're over leveraged and we learn more about ourselves and we get more confidence. Each year, I think we're part of this tribe from just being around people and seeing people do, you know, some of what Rock said with the Roger, the Roger Bannister effect. Um, another quote that Rock has in one of his books that really just was life-changing it's not just the acquisition, but it's the implementation of knowledge. That just really resounded for me. And I did my best to just absorb as much as I could around the great people that knew a lot more than I did. So for me, it was just about being a student in some of these areas. And then the results followed. Beautiful. And Steve went on to teach uh, for many, many months our top 10 rules and our 90-day challenge. And he just threw himself in and added value. How's your Disney stock doing, by the way? Up 100%. I want to ask, <laughs> I want to ask Sugar about the IPO for Airbnb if we got time. Let's see what your thoughts are on that. Right. So, <laughs> so here's the thing: is that we discuss right. There are three vehicles: there's real estate stocks and there's businesses. Cody Sanchez leads up our department on the board of advisors for how you can acquire businesses. We've got weekly calls on stocks and recommendations. And we've made many recommendations that during the worst year ever of COVID, you could have knocked it out of the park. Zoom is one of them. Carnival is another one. Airlines are doing great now. So, you know, Steve took action on his Disney and doubled his, his, his income. So the reason I say that is get into a conversation with people that know more than you. Get, get into the room where you're the stupidest person. There's plenty of rooms in M1 where you could be that person, I could be that person, and it'll make a dramatic change. And I know that Lindsay was a little bit not, you know, 100% maybe on your investment in the stock market, but you made the plunge, you did it. And now, Lindsay, are you okay with it? I am. I didn't tell her how much it put in originally. <laughs> he, he lied about the amount. Don't do that. 
he still hasn't forgiven me, but I'm like, it's been great. Yeah, yeah. And and he's lost 25 pounds. When, when I first met him, he was like round, right? Now he's chiseled and svelte and it's a beautiful thing. So God bless. Carolyn. Yes, I would say hands down, family and... Oh, you hit mute. Family and business for passive income. When I met, when I joined M1, I was newly divorced. And, uh, and those of you who may be married, I wouldn't recommend divorce because you have to give away half of your stuff. And so I was, I was uh, in the middle of creating my real estate empire and I had to start over. And not only that, I, um, my, family, um, my family garden was suffering. And um, I got into M1 and I got around people. I, just like Rock said, I got around people. I was no longer the smartest person in the room. And I got to elevate my circle of influence and I got to learn from other people and I got to change, um, challenge my passive income. And I also, um, I get a little, I get a little teary eyed about it when I think about it because M1 challenged me in my family garden too. And it actually right now, um, I don't have my background on. I'm like, I'm at a water park with my kids because I can work from anywhere in the world because this, this group pushed me in order to be able to create See, you can hear them. Um, yeah. You're enabled to be able to create a life by design. I had set a goal of five years in which to be able to travel the world with my children. And I'm doing just that. Even with COVID, I'm all everywhere. So those are the two gardens that I am excited about. And that's what has impacted me the most. Um, my youngest guy is artistic. And I've been able to also partner with uh, those in M1, well, actually, um, Ryan Steiner and Jackie Steiner, and we're building two acting academies uh, in the next, this actually in a month, and then we're opening the second one at the beginning of this next year. Uh, amongst all the other things that, that, that we do, I've found um, my best friends in this organization, in this, in this tribe, and if you want to call it a cult, go right ahead. It's, <laughs> it's the best place to be. Uh, yes, so the two are, again, family uh, and my business and passive income. Yeah. Beautiful. And the thing that you may not know about Carolyn is she has four children. She's a, she's a single mom for the better part of the time that I've known her. And, um, she's, she's just never made an excuse for anything. She just has, has somehow found a way to make it all the time. So, uh, super proud of her and you really should connect with every single one of these um, guests tonight because in their own right they will add massive value to you so thank you carolyn mike my man yeah quick shout out to carolyn by the way read her book fierce if you need some motivation holy shit it's fucking unbelievable um so i'd say the three for me uh career finance and spirituality so like many of you i joined m1 because i wanted to be a millionaire like straight up i joined for the financial piece and I was, I went through the traditional path, went to school, got an undergrad. I was working as an accountant, got an MBA, CPA, but nobody taught us how to really make money. And I was like, I went to rock. I'm like, this is nuts. And he was like, he asked me a question. I'll never forget. He said, if you had 10 million bucks in the bank right now, what would you be doing? And I said, I'd be teaching financial education. And then fast forward three years later, that's what I get to do now. I transitioned from being that full-time CPA to now I'm a full-time real estate investor doing the Airbnb stuff. And I run a program that teaches people how to get into real estate and do Airbnbs. And that's what I get to do. And I love, and then obviously the, the net worth, like Mike was saying, you know, my net worth was somewhere around 300,000 when I started now I'm at 1.4 million and that's 
taken off looking at a couple more hotel deals. And, you know, a lot of people threw COVID around as an excuse. I bought a hotel in February in the middle of COVID and it's done fantastic. So don't always believe what people say and on the news. Um, and then the last thing is around spirituality. It, you know, for me, I had a lot of uh, health issues with my son when I first joined. A lot of you guys have heard my backstory. He was really sick and really, you know, it was, it was a tough time. And by surrounding myself with a lot of the people in this group, it completely opened my eyes to a whole nother side of spirituality, you know, um, and we don't need to dive deep into that, but, you know, over the last couple of years, not only is my business, you know, done really well, but I'm also a Reiki master now and energy healing. And I studied all this amazing energy work and it has changed every area of my life. And there is no way I would have gotten into any of this without being in here and surrounding myself with all these amazing people. So yeah, beautiful. And I want to piggyback on that saying is there's a very distinct difference in this tribe of the fact that we are whole life millionaires. And the reason that we start with the money conversation is it is my belief when you look at the Maslow's hierarchy of needs is that if you're struggling to put food on the table, a roof over your head, clothes on, you know, your family's back, it's hard to talk about meditating or yoga or Reiki or whatever. So we address that so you can get the garden of your finances in order. Does that make sense? Yes. Raise your hand, shake your head, do something. Right. Thank you, Kelly. I appreciate that. Um, so we address that to get that in order, because what we ultimately want is for you to have freedom. And if you know Mike's story, Mike has is a, is a son who had a condition that required an extreme amount of attention from the entire family and they were on like rotating shifts and stuff. And today they work together and they spend time. Um, I, if it's not once a month, I get a, uh, you know, a letter of gratitude from Mike, it's or a note or a text or whatever. It's once a week. And that's why I do what I do. I want your success story. I want your transformation that's the juice of life. And so as you go through what you go through is harness the rules, whatever it is, and take it to the next level. And Mike has now become a force for good within the tribe and impacted a lot of people in the tribe. So that's what it's all about, that each one of you creates a strong entity for yourself. So you're a ripple effect. So Mike, we're super proud of what you've created and you've uh, become a phenomenal teacher in the tribe. Thank you. Michael Jones. Yeah. So, you know, the first thing that caused me to join the tribe was financial. So I always had the knowledge, like my family actually read um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad in the 1990s. We had the cash flow game, um, but it just never really materialized. And so I sort of grew up with this weird mindset of I had the knowledge of what it took to be successful. And so for me, joining the tribe was largely driven by the financial. Uh, and I'm proud to say that that has paid massive dividends, uh, largely because I can see that other people are playing the game at a whole different level and it holds me accountable. One of the things I ask myself regularly is why not me? You know, if, if Mike can be successful, why not me? If Lindsay can be successful, why not me? And so that question helps me to overcome my own demons, my own limiting thoughts. Um, but second to that is spiritual because I sort of grew up with a scarcity mindset 
Um, and so I always felt like I couldn't give to churches. I couldn't give to those in need because, you know, what, what if I needed that later? And so this year, in a year that's been very difficult for a number of people, I'm proud to say that my family and myself, we've given abundantly. Um, tonight, we gave two meals to families where, you know, we, we drove the meal to them and were able to bless them. And a year ago, I probably wouldn't have been in that position. Um, and we're excited to be able to do that every week for those families and to do as much as we can. And those families specifically are taking care of foster and adoptive kids. And we just have a heart to, to support them. Um, and then after that is health. And so in the tribe, my health is the best it's ever been um, because I look at some of the people uh, like Nick Spohn uh, and others that have just done massive feats and they, they really focus on their health. Rock is a pillar uh, for focusing on his health and holding others accountable. Uh, and that age-defying health is important because if you have all the money success and you have all the, the other success that comes, but you can't enjoy it because you don't have a good body, you don't have a good mind, then what is it for, you know? And so uh, that's been really exciting to uh, see Brad, uh, who's on this call, uh, how he's adopted a, a vegan or a vegetarian lifestyle. Uh, and it holds me accountable because I struggle with eating vegetables, and yet I know how good it is for me if I were to do that. Uh, and so I'm working to try to eat less meat and more vegetables so that I can be as healthy as possible and so that I can enjoy life as much as possible. So those are the three gardens that have been impacted the most and, and I'm excited to pursue. Man, am I going to sleep well tonight? Oh, my God. <laughs> How beautiful is this? God bless. God bless. All right. So I have a bunch more questions for our millionaire mentors tonight, but I want to open it up um, to anybody that has a question because it's not about what I want to ask people. I really want to make it a participation. So who has the first question for and direct it to one of our specific mentors? Just unmute yourself and go for it. Your leaders, let's go. Who's first? Say your name and your question. Hey guys, this is Jimmy Chase. I'm calling from uh, Southern California. My question is, how do you keep the momentum going all the time when there's always something that, you know, might push you aside and might take you outside of your, outside of your focus? How do you keep it going consistently, relentlessly, and continue being awesome? I'm going to ask Carolyn to answer that one. Well, first, uh, this tribe, the accountability groups that keep you going, um, really, so when I joined this tribe, this was a great question because people were like, before I joined, people were like, oh yeah, great, good job, Carolyn, there was another great idea. But when I get into this tribe, you get around all these amazing people and everybody's doing something amazing and there you can, you don't apologize for being awesome. And for me, it was really uh, schedule what you schedule happens. So blocking your calendar. So the Sunday system for success, do it, do it every Sunday. If you, if you can't do it Sunday, do it Saturday. It doesn't matter, do it, but make it happen. When you dedicate that time to yourself and you schedule it, you know, like, like Rocket said, I have three children, uh, single mom and um, scheduling all of this and working five minutes at a time with my method, my fierce method and cranking through that schedule. But you have to have that Sunday system for success and you have to have a morning routine every morning along with it. Beautiful, beautiful. I'm so impressed with Carolyn. I thought she had four kids. Hey guys. Yes. 
Yeah, my name is Mark. I have a question for any one of you wonderful panelists. Um, what was one of the top 10 rules that really reached you to hit that million mark? What's one of them? Just one. Beautiful. Who wants to take it? Well, yeah, Lindsay, Lindsay you guys go ahead. Um, so I think for me, Mark, rule number two, raft your goals. Um, and this, I think we'll go back to what Jimmy said as well. Like, I really like lived into rafting my goals. My goal, I was like, once I started doing like my life happiness index, I realized there was something drastically wrong with my career and my financial future and vision. And I said, I got to change this and I got to change this ASAP. So I really lived in almost to a one year vision of a, a one year raft. And I always tell people that was like my raft that where I burned the boats and I was going to take the island. And um, so going back to, I think what Jimmy was asking as well, like living into a future vision is incredibly important. Seeing that identity, that new self and making it palpable, making it real where it's going to piss you off. If you don't get it, you won't lose when you have that. And I think, you know, for us, it's just like, we have to do this. It's, it's not even a choice. Like, should I do this or should I not? It's like, I'm going to do this this year. I don't know what it's going to look like, but it's going to happen. And I think for me, that was exactly what my raft started like. I was like right on the verge of getting my pension. And I was like, fuck it. I can make way more money in one year if I really invest in this stuff that I'm learning than I can in my pension. And I've had so many people already come back to us and say, how the heck did you do that? I always tell them it really just did start out with that idea of the seed. You really got to just water that wealth seed, but you have to have it, I think, in a broader context of that five-year or that 10-year vision and that future self. Again, it's a very theoretical abstract thing, but if you can make that real, it'll happen. Yeah, Mark, I'll, I'll second. Uh, so Brad Rapone, Brad the Great here on the call, he put in there, uh, say yes and figure it out later. And so one of the things that was monumental for propelling me forward is I took a $385,000 piece of property. It was a one acre lot that had a manufactured home on it. And I'm under contract right now. It's going to close in 20 days. I'll post it in the tribe um, and it's going to sell for $2.85 million dollars within a 24 month period of time. And it was, I, I didn't have all the financing in place. I didn't even have plans drawn up. I didn't have any of this stuff figured out, but I knew because I had done some homework and I had done some other work that this property was needed within the city. And so I built a property where basically a defunct manufactured home sat uh, within 24 months period of time. So say yes and figure it out later. You have to be smart about that. You have to be careful because you can overwhelm yourself. But if you're willing to take that next step, which I think is what the tribe helps us most with, that's how you propel yourself to financial freedom. So I have a, a quick question. I want to put this over to Mike Shogren because he's from my hometown back up there in Massachusetts area because he kind of relate to me. And it's not really about the money portion per se, it's about getting there. Um, being authentic, honest, and open with the people in this tribe, like for me, when I first came in, was very scary. But in doing that, what did that enable you to do to grow to get to your goals faster? Oh, man, that that's the juice. And I think initially, when you come on, you're, you know, you get placed in a pod, or you're starting to meet people and you almost want to posture a little bit like I'm doing okay. Like I'm, I'm fine, but 
the growth doesn't happen until you get vulnerable. And so once that actually, once I opened up and I was like, all right, like I actually need help. I don't have it all figured out. Like this sucks. Like who, who can help me here? Like I'll be forever grateful for rock because at one point he put me in a pod. I was the only one that wasn't a millionaire, but he was like, you're going to be a millionaire. So he put me in a pod with all millionaires and I felt like so over my head, but those people completely pulled me up and I was just vulnerable with them. I was like, I, I don't know what I don't know. And I, they encouraged me to not play small and to not kind of fade back, like pulled, pulled me up, like through my confidence, through my energy, through believing in me. And that made a world of difference, but that will not happen if you posture and just say, you know, I've got it figured out. That's not what the point of it is. It's to be open and transparent and just be like, I need help. I'm good in these areas. I can add value here, but here's where I'm struggling. Awesome. Thank you, man. How can you not love this guy, right? Hey, this is Brian um, from the San Francisco Bay Area. Thanks for sharing all your stories so far. Uh, my question is, I struggle with shiny object syndrome. I have so many ideas and uh, I get excited about one idea and it starts to fizzle out. I get, you know, then that's, you know, shiny object syndrome hits. Sounds like some of you have multiple businesses, multiple properties. So did you focus on one thing at a time or did you focus on a few different projects at a time? And how, would, how did you combat uh, shiny object syndrome? Did you embrace it? I'd love to hear more about that. I, can I take this one real quick? Because I, I definitely suffered from this for a long time. And it's when you're, especially if you're new, it's okay to, to dabble and study a lot of different things to figure out what resonates with you. Like, again, I, I was an accountant and I knew to start a, and grow a business, I was going to need to learn sales. So again, I went to rock. I'm like, how can I add value? So I used to co-host webinars with him every week and kind of watch and shadow him and add as much value as I could to him. But I was trying to learn sales via osmosis. And then I went to Lindsay a couple of years ago and I was like, Lindsay, I'm trying to scale my team. Like what, how do I go about that? And I picked her brain for a little bit. So just leveraging those resources, but everything changed for me in my business. When I went all in, when I put my flag in the ground and said, I'm going to be the Airbnb guy and I'm not doing anything else that's when it took off because we have this thing called like a circle of focus. There's only 24 hours in the day. So if you really want to take things to the next level, but you're starting an e-com store, you're looking for wholesale deals, you're looking at multifamily, you want to do the Airbnb thing. You have to take some time, study, but then figure out what resonates with you and what resonates with your goals like it's your business, find something that you enjoy doing. Like I like what I do. There's no point in building this thing if you don't even enjoy it. There's a million, there's so many smart people in this tribe. There's a million ways to make money. So just figure out what resonates with you and go all in, go an inch wide and a mile deep. And don't, I have a multiple businesses now, but I don't go on to the next one until I've mastered one to the point of creating process and delegating myself out of that business. So the team runs it and then I'm free to focus on the next thing. Beautiful. Um, let me add, Annette, do you want to talk about sacred gifts for a moment? Because I think that that, you know, Mike had an epiphany with his teaching when he learned about sacred gifts and that might be valuable to Brian. And before you say that, I'm just going to say this is if you're tired of starting over, stop fucking quitting. Go ahead. Yeah. 
such a good point. Yeah, I mean, the, the Sacred Gifts course really helps you to identify what you are naturally gifted at so that you can do more of that and feel more on purpose in your life, right? So that you can feel happy, fulfilled in doing whatever it is that you're meant to do here on this planet at this time in your life. And I think, Mike, when, when I was in Montreal and did the little presentation on Sacred Gifts, that was the moment that Mike came up afterwards and said, I, I had an aha moment. I had, a, I had an epiphany here. And Mike realized he had the gift of teaching and turned it into an incredible course. Knowing what you are gifted at can give you the vehicle to focus, Brian, like you were talking about not knowing where to go. If you're doing a whole bunch of stuff, that's one problem. But if you're doing a whole bunch of stuff you hate, that's a whole other problem. So let's focus on something that you love. Let's get you focused and, and in your gifts, living into those gifts. And then you're going to both be fulfilled and successful. I mean, there's nothing better than that. Beautiful. Yeah. Just want to point out the beautiful Steph Wu is here. She's the very first uh, M1 lady who kicked things off and gave permission for the lovely Lindsay to come in. And uh, she's a proud mama of two. Beautiful soul. If you don't know her, she's on our board of graduates. So make sure you connect with her as well. Who has the next question? Yes. I've got a question. Thanks, Raph. Um, so I've uh, really noticed how influenced I've been by, you know, my friends and family around me in the past. And I now see myself going a different direction than most or all of them would do. So I'm wondering what you've seen with your, your circle, you know, your closer circle of people and how you've been able to lift others up or how others you've kind of outgrown and what that's been like. Yeah. Carolyn, why don't you take it and I can offer some thoughts. Um, so thanks for the question, Kara, because it was really hard for me. So when I uh, looked at relationships and I knew and I had read that you are the five people that you hang around, you're the average weight, you're the average mindset, you're the average income. Uh, it, it's very true. And I felt actually guilty. And so when looking, at, um, when looking at my lifelong friends, looking at my family, looking at the people who influenced me, I, I misinterpreted really what I needed to do. I really thought I had to cut them all off. And actually it's more of a percentage rate. It's more like, okay, I will hang out with the people I grew up with or, or that I'll hang out with them more like every six months, but make it like not quantity, make it quality and, and reducing that amount and also checking how they influence me, which is why I have my pod. So like, for example, um, Michael Jones is in my pod and he challenged me in order to make my to make my my vision my goal of being able to be mobile with my kids and so um he so have, being a pod every week they influence my decisions because i'm meeting with them every week and just being around that it's so refreshing and challenging and you get to know this tribe and they sec you they support they encourage and they challenge you and you might not like to hear it because i certainly you know it hurts sometimes and when it hurts that's when you need to take a pause you need to think about it and understand why does it hurt? Because it's, you're onto something. So, and, and, and reducing that family, reducing or reducing those friends, reducing those people who encourage that negative mindset, or maybe, you know, 
don't intentionally bring you down, but they do. And so just reducing, but doesn't mean you need to dump them. Okay. <laughs> it's just, it's just being conscious and intentional with your time, Michael. Yeah, so I've got a unique challenge where I grew up in a certain hometown, went to college in a different town, went to start my career in another town, and then ultimately found myself back in the same town. And so I've surrounded myself back with those same people that I used to hang out with 10 or 15 years ago. And if I look at the last three or four years that I've been in M1, I've changed, but they haven't. You know, I've really embraced life and everything that it has to offer and they're struggling with just the day to day. And even though I've tried to impress upon them what I've learned and to have a positive mindset and to, you know, really try to overcome obstacles, they just haven't. And so, you know, that's, it's just a challenge. And I think slowly but surely, as you gravitate more towards those people that challenge you and fulfill you and enrich your life, it's just natural that slowly but surely, you're going to spend less time and less energy with those folks that, that really take energy away from you. And of course, you always want to be there to try to help them. But at some point, you know, you, you, there's some people that you can't help that are drowning. And so you really have to just kind of just move on. Um, and hopefully at some point, your life and what's come out of your life will impress them and they'll have an opportunity to try to grow from you. But um, I have found that trying to make that circle of influence work just to try to make you feel better or maybe make it feel like, you know, you're not being a bad person by stepping away from them. You really just have, have to outgrow it and hope that your growth will inspire them. Yeah, beautiful. Um, you know, I just, I've been really working on my YouTube channel. So if you guys haven't checked it out late, lately, there's a lot of cool, fun stuff that we put out there. Um, and uh, I create a lot of acronyms. I don't even remember this one, but it's called SASSY. And it's something like, um, say yes, ask, and um, I, I don't even remember what it is, but anyway, I'm looking at the people here and I'm looking at Chris Buna, I'm looking at Annette, um, I'm looking at all of the panelists and I'm looking at the people that have, you know, added value in different ways. And I just want to remind all these people started, you know, Josh as members, every single person, Alan Murray, that has, that has risen up and is now operating and running this organization started where all of you are. And I say that for a specific reason, is if you have a dream, which I think most people do, and when I used to teach T. Harbecker's seminars, we used to ask the entire audience and we knew the answer, how many of you, you know, want to contribute to other people's lives? And the answer is easy. Every fucking human wants to. The sad part is most people don't have a vehicle for it. And M1 is a vehicle to transform other people's lives. But you know where it starts? It starts in you putting the oxygen mask on you first. You getting better. You paying the price. You doing your morning ritual. You doing your evening audit. You doing your Sunday system for success, like Carolyn said. You getting better. And when you get better, you Roger Bannister permission for other to get better. So if you truly want to impact the world, which I believe you do, is follow the process of this tribe like these people have tonight. And as you do that, you'll start to find a place where you can serve. And when you do that, you can have proud moments along the journey. You know, I've watched Annette step into her role and 
I don't even need to be in this tribe anymore. You know, she, she could take it and I could go on. I could work on my golf handicap, which God knows it needs some help. And she could just take the tribe from here, right? Um, but I really want to encourage you, whether it's Jeff or Ben or Jimmy or Jason or Kara or Paul or Harry or Liba, wherever you are, when you lean in to a group of people that care about your success and you step up and do your part, magic happens. So I honor you for all being here. And I, this is, this may be one of the most proudest moments for me in M1. And I, I was texting with Annette and like, we need to do this once a month with the people that have, you know, had success. Um, because it's just awesome. It's just great to see. I know these people for three, four years. And one of the reasons I created M1 selfishly is that I, as a public speaker, you go out, you sell books and people buy your stuff and you do a 90 minute talk and then you never see people again. And you don't know the result of the impact. Have you had an impact? So I thought, well, let me keep these people close to me so I can watch their progress and celebrate with them. So who's the next person in this page here that we get to march together towards your objective? Which garden are you going to weed? Where are you going to allow somebody like one of these leaders to challenge you when it's hard? right and step up when are you going to be comfortable with being uncomfortable and go it's okay for somebody to challenge me because it's okay for me to be vulnerable but at the same time vulnerability is strength all right if my soapbox enough who has the next question i've got one this is dave in chicagoland uh this is for the ciprianis uh especially for those of us who are married what is the biggest advantage of going through M1 with your spouse? And what have you found to be the biggest hurdle in kind of living it together? That's a loaded question. Um, one of you has to leave the square. And a really, and a really good one. Um, you know, what? I, I attempted to do M1 without him um, in the beginning. And I did. Um, and he really didn't get it. Um, he didn't understand, you know, he didn't understand why I wanted to be on these calls on Monday nights. Like it was like time away from the family. And there was, you know, there was just so many things that I all of a sudden was like doing and trying to figure out how to do and build more businesses. And um, it just felt like um, ridiculous to him. Right. And so what I mean, probably one of the biggest challenges was just doing it without him, honestly, in the beginning. Um, when he came alongside of me in it, it was just such a different world because he really engaged, he really believed in it. Um, Rock took him under his wing, um, which was awesome. And, and really, it just, you know, he started to really get it and he started to implement things with me and we started to have bigger, deeper conversations. Um, but I will tell you too, like I am, man, I'm going to admit this, but like, I am like the biggest night owl and I'm the worst morning person. Like for me to get up and do a miracle morning, which I really need to do. So you can all hold me accountable, but, um, I, I just, I'm not a big fan. So one of the biggest challenges, honestly, of doing it together has been <laughs> him being like, 
you really need to do a more miracle morning. You're waking up horrible and you're doing that. And you know, he, he's able to like call me out on like M1 <laughs> things and I'm, you know, and that's annoying. Um, so that's probably my mine, but what would you say? Yeah, definitely the miracle morning thing is funny because it's like, I'm ready to go, let's go. But um, I think, um, you know, with spouses, it's funny, like you can't really tell people, you really do have to show them, right? And I think you have to show them with your life, just like with family, going back to that, um, our family thinks we're nuts sometimes, you know, and your family is going to think you're nuts until you start showing them the abundance of results and, and what it's doing in your life. And when they start seeing that that's a good thing, um, they'll come on board. They might not like openly admit it right away, but, and, and I think for me too, you know, it's really important to get clarity on what your values are and what your spouse's values and what your family's values are, because you might not be in alignment with what your values are. And I think that was one of the things we kind of learned. Um, I didn't get it. I didn't really understand. And, and, you know, I'm a soprani. I'm a very Italian family oriented kind of person. And it was just, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but I, I just think that, you know, once I started seeing that these things could become something for my family, it just changed everything. And it'll, you know, we were stifling each other a lot. And once that started resolving and dissolving, we just exploded in growth. And, and so that was the beauty of it. It's a process, I think. So that's just another thing. Like, don't expect anybody to just get it. Nobody gets it like that. I think it's a process for each of us. And we're all in our own place on that journey. So, I mean, I hope that helps. But that's honestly the answer. Um, you know, show it to them, I'd say. That's great. Thank you both. Who was the next question? By the way, while you're teeing up the next question, I, I think we have a free book or something tonight. What is that all about? Yeah, um, I'll, I'll put, oh, sorry, whoever's asking the question, is it Liba? It is, but I'll, I'll wait. One moment, I'll just, I'll just let everyone know. Um, Rock is actually giving away a copy of his book, the, uh, the Epic Life Blueprint. And so I'll post a link in the chat. If anyone wants to get a copy, all we ask is that you cover the shipping. You know the normal thing just cover the shipping but we'll send you a book for free so if you have some people that you want to give one to for christmas or you just want to spread the word we want to make sure that more and more people have um, the book in hand and the book goes through the top 10 rules so if you're a guest on the call tonight and you're like what are these rules that people are talking about i don't know what these rules are we have 10 rules of success they're all outlined in the book and i'll just post that in the chat so that um so that you have access to it and I will say too, I'm going to post another link that I wasn't going to, but I will. Um, if you're sitting on the call and you're like, this sounds like a really cool club. <laughs> this sounds like a really great place to be. And I'd like to know more. Then I'm going to also post a link for you to um, just get on a call with someone on our team. No obligation, but get your questions answered. And all you need to do is put your name and phone number in and we'll give you a call. So there's no pressure. That's just the type of people we are. We just want to serve. Um, you see, I see a lot of heads nodding. So I'll put both of those links in the chat and you're welcome to take advantage of whichever one you want to take advantage of. So Liba, we'll go over to you now with your question. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Hi guys. Thanks for all of you. Um, so I have a lot of problems, but one of them is that I am part of so many things 
and I just never know like where to go or what where I belong and I do I guess like it's called shiny objects I do a million things and at the same time I do nothing at the same time like I do a lot but I also do nothing because I have nothing or no one holding me accountable um right now like I hold myself accountable when I want I just did 75 hearts but I, I I'm not making money um like I make money I use it up and then I just kind of get stuck. Like now I just recently started learning about some other way to do real estate. And it's just like one more thing to add that could do me well. But yeah, I don't know. My question's everywhere. What is the question, Liba? I'm not sure. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you what the answer is. You need to talk to, <laughs> I'll tell, you need to, talk to Carolyn Colleen. That's the answer is she's going to give you an insight there's Liba and I spent a couple of days in Sarah in Sedona together and um, she's a very very powerful person we had a lot of fun we had um, you know we went on hikes and different things but um, she's she's like a machine gun right she's all in 75 different directions but if she could turn that into a laser and focus and choose one thing I think, Carolyn, you need to get on a call with her, somehow exchange information if you're willing to do that. Um, incredibly challenging childhood, incredibly challenging. And that ricochet has created a situation where she's not made a choice yet to direct that. Um, so that's my recommendation. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Rock. I wasn't going to give you up. That's all right. It's all right. I, appreci I appreciate that. <laughs> Now, you, you got a bright future. You just have to harness it. I'll find you. I'll find you, Liba. We're connecting. I'll find out what time we can do this. Let's do it. <laughs> awesome. Thanks. Annette, can I say something? Please. Yeah. You know, Liba, I was there in January this year. And what you have to do is you have to start. You just have to start with something that you feel genuinely is going to be good for you and as rock has taught me say yes and figure it out later because through this tribe i'm not the same man that i was in march that is true i'm not the same man i was last year and i'm grateful so entirely grateful to be given this opportunity to learn more about myself and to realize that the noise that we are dealing with on a daily basis on a on a regular basis you can calm it down if you have the laser focus. And if you have the team, you've got the people on this on this call that are here that are willing, that want to help you, that are encouraging to help you. Just take the step, take the leap and figure it out later. You know, I saw something interesting to piggyback on, Jimmy, on what you're talking about. Somebody said, hey, if you had $5,000 to invest, would you invest it in real estate? Would you invest it in stocks? Would you invest it in a business? What would you do? And the answer was with $5,000, even if I invested it in the best vehicle possible, say stocks, and I could make a 30% return, at the end of the year, I'd be, you know, I'd have like $7,000. If I put it in real estate, I got 25%, like maybe 6,800. The answer is you need to invest it where? In yourself. 
And the sad thing is that people keep on investing in things that are shiny objects in a nice car or in takeout food or things until you make a choice to invest a few thousand dollars in your personal development to be surrounded by great people, to read the right books, to absorb the right information. Even if you get a hundred percent return with cryptocurrency, because you're just lucky, you're going to fuck it up because you didn't do the work personally. So the most important thing that you do is that you find part of your revenue to invest in yourself. Does that make sense? Anybody agree with that? Just raise your hand if you would agree with that, right? And we teach 10% of whatever you earn, but sadly for most people, you know, when you're starting out, it should probably be 20 or 30% of what you're earning to get that start from nothing to something. And most people aren't willing to do that because they're just paycheck to paycheck. Can I add something, Rock? Of course. So I just want to state though, so I saw, Levi, I saw your message in the, in the chat. And when, what Rock's talking about, that $5,000 to invest, the night that I signed up for M1, I could not sleep all night because I knew that this was where I needed to be. And I knew, and I was so excited and scared at the same time. And when I made that leap, my life completely changed. And I couldn't figure out why I couldn't break the ceiling. I had tried so many things. I had invested so much money in all these different things, a lot of shiny objects. And that's exactly, see, Rock is a genius in connecting people. And that's why he wants us to connect. He, um, within using Annette's um, sacred gifts, having this tribe, having this education, which is strategically outlined all year for exactly what you need to do. So when you have a homework assignment, do it. And so, um, because it's, it's lined up in a particular order for success. And in, if you question it, stop, stop questioning it. Just, just go follow the process. And the reason I say that is because I had so much education. I had so, I had, I thought I had to have, I had all this education and it had gotten me really a whole lot of nowhere. Um, it had gotten me, you know, a decent paying job and, uh, and, and, you know, working for somebody else's dreams. When I came into this tribe and I 